Hello, my friends. This is Chad. You're listening to the Cliff Notes feature of the Naked Leadership Podcast. Every Friday, we post a condensed version of this week's episode. Those of you that have little time to listen or want a quick reminder of the principles we discussed, we made this for you. If you're looking to enjoy the full conversation, just navigate back to the previous episode and you can listen to it in its entirety. Otherwise, get ready because there's a lot here in under five minutes. Let's go. Most people think that breakdowns are competency-based breakdowns, um, but a lot of times, it, almost a majority of the time, in my experience, it's it's attitudinal. And even I could argue and do often that even most competency breakdowns are attitudinal because they know, I know it's not working. And I can say that it's because I don't know how to do something, but if I've not known how to do something and I've been paid to learn how to do something, that's back to being attitudinal. The distinction saboteur is a very dangerous one because... There could be a canary in the cave that's trying to warn you about the impending disaster that's on its way. And they could look like a roadblock when they are actually the possibility for the next future, like what's next. And so being able to differentiate between those two, well, let's look at and explore what the saboteur looks like, like what language, what behaviors, what do we feel, what shows up around the saboteur. And then we can distinguish that against the guide, the hero, you know, the the messenger for the vision. They're so into the vision. They're so into where the company is going. They're willing to risk their stand, their relationship with you to have you see whether or not, uh, I call it the prophetic voice in the organization, uh, you know, because they're willing to risk themselves for the future that the organization is committed to. What conversations usually needed is they also have such a, it's a hidden superiority to the performer in this way that they assume that it's, it's a lot of superstition or it's really fragile. So if I go in and speak to the tornado, it'll change and I don't want to mess it up. So just let's leave her alone. Nobody talk to her. Leave her alone. She's doing fine. You know, don't go in and challenge because leadership generates results through other people. And if I'm really high performer, but caustic to other people, then I must stay on an island and I end up getting put on an island. But you don't know how good, how impactful, how effective they can be if you help them see beyond their, you know, if they be, if they start to become one that actually wants to live out their legacy, like take this brilliance and teach it to other people. Take this brilliance and mentor younger people. That's impactful for folks. Anybody that's raising the bar, and that could be raising the bar for the future. It could be raising the bar, the bar for the moment. It usually shows up like a threat. Raising the bar for the future is like the, the, the person that actually believes beyond what the conventional thinking in the room is thinking. And it'd be easy to see an example of that. Like, oh, I think we can actually, instead of 20 million next year, I think we can do 25. Like that decision to believe that's possible, at least to set context for how we think about where we're going. But also, you know, the other threats... When somebody in, raises the bar in the moment, which is usually around the person that's willing to be the most distinct about what's happening and get really specific around what's happening, like a really clear accounting for current reality, what's working, what's not working, and what's wanted and needed. Eat both, either raise the bar for the future or raise the bar for the moment. Someone that is stirring it up for the sake of the future is willing to stand alone. Someone that's shaking it up for the sake of themselves 
they almost need to stand alone. The aloneness for the one that's advocating serves its purpose because I must get out of the crowd in order to talk to the crowd. I want to be aligned with the leader, so I must stand over here so they can see me and understand the distinctions and invite the leadership into a conversation. If I'm there as a saboteur, I need to stand alone. That's part of my identity is I cannot be a part of the current leadership. I actually need to keep myself distinct. And that could be by themselves or a lot of times they recruit others as a part of their gang to agree with them. But then that group stands alone and it cannot, it cannot afford alignment because it, it gets its power out of being distinct and being smarter than and wiser than and better than and blah, blah, blah in the competitive view that you just said.